War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePetro Show. Good afternoon. Here I am. It is one. It is now 12.06 in the East Coast. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program on this Friday. And folks, God is good. It is looking. You just heard the forecast. uh, Those listening on the radio. I know it's a drought, but the weather is uh, is pretty spectacular. Uh, Today's not a bad day. You know, it's warm enough. Certainly go to the beach. But this weekend... Wow, sunshine both days. And then if you're on vacation next week, again, the first hint of rain is not until next Friday. But even then, the temperature could be 90 degrees, and even then it could go away. So I recognize it's a drought. I'll tell you, though, who's having a great summer is my friends at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Stop it and see them. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. Annuals, perennials, trees and shrubs, hanging pots, 10-inch, 12-inch moss baskets, hanging impatience, large selection, beautiful patio pots, vegetable plants and herbs. And there, uh, cucumbers have come in. I, I shared that on Facebook. The vegetables that they have, you, you got to see them. Sweet corn, they have it all. Uh, um Farm fresh vegetables, farm to table, corn and tomatoes, squash, zucchini, peat moss. Folks, it's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. The sweet corn is in. I've, the the uh, cucumbers and tomatoes look just fantastic. Pop it and see them. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Remember, they're a full-scale nursery. Everything you need to make your home a showstopper, Rhode Island's Dunwood Garden Center. Look for them on Facebook. Gift certificates are available. They're open seven days a week. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, folks, good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon to everybody tuning in. This is where we do the um, live stream on, uh, obviously, Facebook Live. Please share that you're watching. If you type in someone's name, boom, boom, they should get notified. Those that are new on Facebook, you always want to change, uh, check your notifications. That's how you find out when a lot of things are happening. Um, and it should be to you the right, well, whatever. Everyone, it's different. Just find notifications. Click the like button. Thank you for all the stars. Uh, there's definitely different metrics you have to hit within FB. One is subscribers to the page. And then also you can uh, send stars. And again, I also want to welcome, we are uh, live stream on both Twitter and YouTube as well. So the platforms continue to expand. Folks, and remember, it begins and ends at depetro.com, uh, D-E-P-T-R-O.com. And I want to thank, um, you know, the, the, um, the tech companies. It, it can be, no one knows better than I do, that it, it can always be a challenge. And it's a love-hate situation many times. Um, what was the nice email I received? Um, just, yes, Alice, o- Alice, I'll just, a new favorite show. One After Dark is my new favorite show. And she's not even on Facebook. Thank you, Al- uh, Ann. Did I say Alice? I'm sorry, Ann. It's Ann. It's not Ann from Cranston. <coughs> I may go and do a Facebook Live with Ann from Cranston. But anyhow, folks, check it out on the website, petro.com. And I just want to show everyone, if you log on 
to the website, dipetro.com. Right at the top, we have what they call the dashboard. And there's all the links to social media. For instance, it's on the upper right-hand side. You'll see where there's the link. We'll use this as a teachable moment for Facebook, for Twitter, so you can find my Instagram. The YouTube link is right there. So, Ann and some other people, they just, they, 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 they're not on Facebook, but they click on the Facebook link and then they can watch the Facebook videos. And then if you scroll down a little bit more, we even have the new platform that we've entered, which is the link to TikTok. And um, I, um, you know, it always takes a little while to figure out some of the platforms. What I was having a conversation with someone um, the other day of what, what works, what doesn't. Sometimes things work better than others. Um, you can't be everywhere. You try to. You try to be as many platforms as possible. We, we definitely have room to, all right, I admit, we have room to grow on YouTube. We are going to do that. We're going to make more of a commitment. Um, and, and Twitter is really a tool for the media. That's, that's really for the media. I understand a lot of, I mean, I live on Twitter all day. Um, I can't imagine life without Twitter. There was, there's life before there was Twitter and then there's life after. I'd rather live in the life after. Um, and then Facebook, obviously, the live stream is just, you know, I mean, it has changed local news. When there's breaking news, people go to our Facebook page like, all right, if it's happening, it must be right there. Um, but TikTok, we're new under the platform. I like it because you can use a lot of humor. And so you take clips of some things that we have been um, utilizing and doing, and then they're not long, but um, TikTok, yeah, that's a weekend project. I just, I have not, um, but anyhow, we, we posted, we posted the video when I went to, there was a threat at a school in Warwick, and we went to cover the threat, and then if you've seen it, the secretary came charging out and making a, a huge racket about it. Uh, but anyhow, that that is five. That's on the verge of six hundred thousand views on TikTok. And then, when I was confronted by All You Can Eat Buffet J, that is uh, over five hundred thousand views. So TikTok again, it's a different platform. Um, we'll 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 do more on that. We have. I'm I'm just looking at some of the other videos that we've done. Uh, those have been, I think, the the most successful. So, uh, again, and then when I asked in North Providence about what did the gunman order, that's, that's at almost 50,000 views. But the, the Warwick School thing, that's amazing. That's at basically 590, you know, it's about to, over the weekend, it'll hit 600,000 views. But anyhow, folks, um, but check it out. It's all on the website, topetro.com. And, you know, whenever, boom, boom, I want to mention this. <coughs> Someone contacted the radio station the other day about an interview. You know, who is the guest that Juan had on about blah, 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 whatever it was. So we, we provide that, who it was. But, however, if you, if you log on to the website, and right now if you're listening, AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, or we have people listen online at the website, Petro.com, or then obviously the, the noon report crowd on FB Live. Um, but if you log on to the website, Petro.com. At the dashboard is what we call it. At the top, you see radio show. 
and then it says shop, advertise, contact. And if you would like to advertise on the program, we're always looking for sponsors. I think we have actually an opening, right? Two, one or two openings for advertisers right now. Reach like-minded individuals. But anyhow, if the person had just clicked on radio show, they could have found exactly the guest that they were looking for. So now Jeff was kind enough, and we provided the, the, the person the information, which was, it, it, he was looking for Dr. Uh, Jerome Corsi, who we had on, who wrote a book and so forth. But anyhow, just going forward, uh, anyone that's listening, if you hear someone, you know, um, and I get asked that sometimes, that, that, that's why we have it. You can log right there, and then it's all in... Um, as I like to say, in, in library fashion, where it's all categorized and the person could have found it and could even listen to it again if they, if they wanted to. So anyhow, folks, it's it's a happening. It's at the website, dipetro.com. We also have some great merchandise in the shop, and you can uh, check it out there as well. But one of the reasons to visit the website also uh, is the unique stories we have, original video content. We have a lot of it. And folks, dipetro.com, which is brought to you, again, by Home Again Consignment, Governor Francis Shopping Center, fine furniture, art, antiques, glassware, jewelry. He'll do estate sales, buy, sell, consignment. John uh, at Home Again Consignment. I think they've, I think they've been there for. I almost want to say almost thirty years, twenty-seven years, right around there. But um, but there's a link. To home again consignment. And there are people that go there every week. They have new merchandise. If you need someone to handle an estate sale for you, he'll do that. It's home again consignment. So, folks, it is Friday. And, um, <clears throat> you know, for those that do follow Facebook, I, you know, it's always sometimes we, we stumble into stories. Sometimes we don't. And then you just you have to live with it. Like, I, I'm so bummed we missed the machete story the other night. But we were wrapping things up and the details were sketchy. And then I, I want to give credit that, you know, NBC 10 got the video um, from, I mean, this is what you're dealing with in the city of Providence, machete melee outside the Providence liquor store. And I, I played that last hour. I'll play some of the sound. But, you know, there, there's a, um, an altercation at a, um, at a liquor store in Providence. It's right off, it's off Charles Street in um and we had just kind of finished for the night, and then I got tipped off about it, but I didn't know it was like that. I mean, then you have to, you know, right? Like, then I should have gone. I mean, you just don't know. And when it's late at night, like last last weekend, you know, someone said shots fired, and it was Wallace Avenue. It's like, ah, it's 1130. Do we really want to go to Silver Lake at 1130 on a Saturday? Who knew? It was, you know, it was the murder of the 15-year-old. But we will be out this weekend. We will be out this weekend with uh, with Wanda After Dark. But, you know, one other thing I want to mention, and I see it right now on NBC10, Rhode Island will delay renumbering 195 exits by a week. I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that simply because I, I don't, um, number one, a lot of people use, um, a lot of people use um, GPS number one. So the exit number, number two, I, I don't even see the exits as far as the number on the exit. 
Like when you're when you're driving on the highway and you're going home or going to work or wherever it is, are, are there? I mean, I I don't. That's more for like you know people outside of Rhode Island or anything. But like, I, I have no idea what the number numbers are on the exits. It could be eight hundred. They could change it to, you know, whatever. I I, I don't even like. There's such a focus on that that they're going to change the. The, the numbers on this. So I, I just don't, I don't see it as, um, as, a, as a major deal and, and certainly nothing that we're going to focus on. You know, I'm just seeing, um, let's see. Um, Punchbowl News, Dan McGowan, Kevin McCarthy is visiting Rhode Island this summer. Now, I had heard about this Um. And we're obviously working to, um, to try to get an interview with, with Kevin. There's someone that I deal with quite a bit. Um, Kevin McCarthy is going to be going all over. I, I'm, you, you watch. I mean, around here, you, they'll, they'll be like protesting him. But I had heard he is the next speaker, by the way. I, I don't know. I I've had these people in the past that want to, they don't understand how it works, and he shouldn't be the speaker and blah, blah, blah. He is speaker in waiting. He is absolutely speaker in waiting. So we're going to um, find out about that. I am curious if that is in any way tied in with the fun campaign, Kevin McCarthy. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy will barnstorm the country this summer handing 25 states with events with more than 100 members and candidates. Uh, he'll travel to all corners of the country, Florida to Oregon, California to Rhode Island. He'll be doing an array of events on behalf of candidates, GOP incumbents, in the uh, National Republican uh, Congressional Committee. So I, um, now this is a, uh, that's, first of all, Dan McGowan, I like he doesn't miss anything. So I, I am curious if in fact, if that's going to be for the, the for, for the fun campaign. So, let me um, just shoot off a quick text to see if we can see if they're tied in with that, uh, and we'll find out about that. All right, folks, I want I want to just play though the um, the the Channel Ten machete story, and then I will talk about. Governor, well, actually, let me talk about Governor McKee first. Let me talk about Governor McKee, then I will touch on the, it's 1220 on the, um, on the machete story, uh, but I want to stay on schedule. Again, folks, good afternoon. It is one. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, <coughs> excuse me, in 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dpetro.com. This portion of the program, now listen, over the weekend or anytime, if you have an emergency, Stop in at Med Treatment Center. This is where you go. At Med Urgent Care. At Med Urgent Care. Johnston location. 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston. And also in East Greenwich. 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich. They are they specialize outpatient health care, urgent care facility. ATMED. At Med Urgent Care. Specialize in ambulatory medicine. Immunization, school sports, physicals, cost-efficient healthcare alternative, hospital-based emergencies. I tell the story. I had to go to the emergency room. I needed to see someone. It was a Sunday. I went to the Atman Urgent Care right across from Felicia's in East Greenwich on uh, Post Road. But they also have the Johnston location. Walk-in routine urgent care. 
They saw me in less than 30 minutes. You know, I always, I uh, consistently, I should say, receive email from people that say they go to an emergency room and the wait is is long. Um, it's not like that at Atman Urgent Care, folks. Minor surgical, orthopedic trauma, work-related injuries, sports, school physicals, and if there's someone that has COVID, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions at Med Urgent Center. Check them out online at atmedurgentcare.net. Two locations, Johnson 1524 Atwood Avenue and also East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. Now, I do want to just touch on Governor McKee for a moment because this is significant what happened yesterday. Um, and that is, you know, the governor had this. He was Governor McKee is he is in desperation mode. So I, I want you to understand where we are in the calendar. Today is, and it's all day, <coughs> Friday, July 29th. Monday is August 1st. Da-da. Early voting starts Wednesday, August 24th. It's wrong. It should not be happening, but it's happening. Early voting starts three weeks from Wednesday. Hmm. Think of that. The primary is September 13th, Tuesday, September 13th. Now, because of the way they've now structured voting in Rhode Island, at least, at least 70% of the votes will be cast before primary day, Tuesday, September 13th. I believe it's going to be 75%. In 2020, it was 65% voted before the polls opened. So the fact that now they've even opened it earlier, which is wrong, by the way, we're an outlier. Rhode Island should not be doing this. This isn't an election. This is a competition. It's a scavenger hunt for votes. It is, it's scavenger hunt. It's ballot harvesting. It's all about collecting votes. That's what it's become. And they're all trying to outduel each other. Who has the inside track on this? Nelly. Who, by the way, and I'm so glad like Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe notices, her campaign is nowhere. She's not visible. She doesn't do any press conferences. She's not doing heavy TV. You don't really see a lot of signs or anything. You know why? Because she's running the election. She's got the voting list. She's got all the information. She's been cultivating it for years. They register people to vote, whether they're citizens or not. Boom, it goes into the database. And then, you know, there's, there's no way. You can't. It's very difficult to stop it after that. I've told you. I went to the Rhode Island Secretary of State's office right there in Corliss Street near the, near the post office. It's not user-friendly is 1,000 people named Hector Gomez, who lives in the city of Providence. I don't know what to tell you. Um, Is it the same person? Are any of them citizens? Do they really live there? All I know is there's at least 1,000 of them that live in the city of Providence. So, but notice, you know, Nellie Gorbea, it's, it's like the stealth campaign. She's nowhere, no press conferences, nothing. Just trudging along. 
but she's got, you know, folks, it comes down to, would you study for a test if you had the answers? I repeat, would you study for a test if you had the, why would you study for the test if you had the answers? You wouldn't. She doesn't need to. It's all going to be collecting votes. And then the drop boxes ahead of time. When Nellie Gorbea, she will know. She will know on Tuesday, September 13th, exactly where she is and how many votes she needs to put her over the top to win the primary. And I want to remind people, a lot of people don't even know the difference. Mail ballots traditionally, hear me out. If you pay attention to 1226, you can pay attention to anything I say today, it would be this. Mail ballots traditionally are not counted till after election day and really only if it's a very close election. That's not what they're doing this time. Ballots starting on Wednesday, August 24th, boom, the drop box is over for business. People, the campaigns, they start pouring ballots in. I want to remind people, those of you that have seen the film, 2,000 Mules, there's no limit in Rhode Island. I still get these people. We need to put cameras on those ballot boxes. My question is why you don't get it. Rhode Island, that's, that's for states. There are states where you can't deliver more than 10 votes. There's no limit. So on, on, on Wednesday, August 24th, someone could walk up to one of those drop boxes. Listen to what I'm saying. And deliver 1,000 votes. And they're not doing anything under Rhode Island law illegal. They could go back Thursday, August 25th, another 1,000 votes. They could go, they could do, wait till Friday and put 3,000 in. We need to put cameras on those ballot boxes. For what? They're not, that's like filming someone smoking a joint. They're not breaking the law. Under the new provisions in Rhode Island, which, by the way, is wrong, totally wrong. I like this one. We need to have voter ID at the polls. They're not going to the polls. The campaigns are getting their information, filling it out for them. They don't care. They don't even speak English. There are at minimum 60,000 illegals living in Providence. You mean to you mean to tell me that not one of them is vote that that is preposterous. There's no mechanism to check if someone is an illegal on the Rhode Island voter rolls. Most pe- 90% of the people don't understand that. They don't pay attention to it. I got an email last night. We need to put cameras on these ballot boxes. <laughs> Stop watching 2000 Mules. Rhode Island's worse than that. Rhode Island's no limit. But that is the election cycle we're in. And Governor McKee is really starting to feel the pinch. He did not see the Alorza endorsement coming. He didn't see it coming. And that's why he freaked out yesterday. And he called a press conference and he was screaming up and down on a story that was in the Providence Journal that no one even really saw. And he was just going ballistic about it. And... Uh, you know, and, and Dan McGowan, I love the fact that one um, 
one member of the media, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, had, had done a story saying that, that Governor Dan McKee spends too much time complaining about the refs. And I think that's right on. You know, as I've, as I've told you, Governor McKee, he is, um, he is so wrapped up in, in trying to just pick fights with the media. 100%. So Governor McKee spends too much time complaining about the referees. Dan McGowan did that column last October, October 15th. His administration is falling off track, and it's still like that. So he called a press briefing yesterday and was screaming at the journal and you got the story wrong. And Dan McGowan wrote last last October as a guy who enjoyed a lot of success as a youth basketball coach. Governor Dan McKee knows there's a surefire way for a team to fall off track. So when the coach starts making excuses for every mistake, blaming the refs for bad calls, Coach McKee accusing the other team of cheating. The other players will follow his lead for long. Everyone's so obsessed how they're being treated. They can't prepare for the next game and losing continues. Governor McKee's at risk of allowing his entire administration to fall off track. Tries to navigate a relatively minor government scandal. Well, that was minor at the time. Now it's turned into an FBI probe. So now the FBI is looking into this. When I told McKee last week I wanted to learn more about the work, he was Quick to agree. There's a story to tell. It's not the one Channel 12 is telling, McKee said. <laughs> when I followed up this week, this is Dan McGowan again of the Boston Globe. This was last October. A spokeswoman said, doesn't want to talk till the Attorney General's office complete their investigation. Well, now it's hit the FBI. Whoops, he wrote, I guess there isn't a story to tell after all. You know, folks, this has been his problem. This is his problem. Um, I think what you saw yesterday, it's worth noting, there's no reason to believe McKee wasn't well-intentioned. McGowan wrote that. Why not try to replicate in other communities, this mayoral, whatever it was. Um, But rather than attempt to explain it, McKee went on the defensive. He probably told lawmakers, they're going to do the media's bidding if they hold oversight committee hearings. Other in McKee camp have blamed top rival Seth Magazina for pushing the story. This habit of whining about the refs isn't a one-off with McKee. He fumed about media coverage of his former chief of staff, Tony Silva, forced to retire, unrelated, more problematic scandal. The blame everyone else attitude is trickling down, beginning to pay a price. His approval ratings handling COVID are falling off. Helena folks announced this was all last October. So... He finishes with, that's a good start. He's dug himself into a hole. What was once his race to lose looks like a jump ball. Well, now, yesterday, it really boiled over. Because Governor McKee was fuming. He um, he he has some good people on his staff, but he's never really gone outside and... He, to me, is like, we're going to win with the team we have or we're going to lose with the team we have. And it it sounds like he is starting to feel that the race is slipping away from him. And what had really threw off Governor McKee was, and I fully get, there are a lot of people on social media laughing about the Mayor Allure's endorsement. I'm telling you, that was a big move for the folks campaign. Who better to help you get votes in Providence than the current sitting mayor? Many people that are laughing about Alorza, 
And listen, I've been a harsh critic of Mayor Lorza for good reason. But you don't understand who votes. Someone someone put on social media last night uh, about Helena folks. Are you ever going to pay attention to anything outside of Providence? The answer is no. Because in order to win the Democrat primary, listen to what I'm telling you at 1234 on this Friday. In order to win the Democrat primary, Democrat, Democrat primary for governor. You have to either win Providence or run competitive in Providence. There's a feeling that whoever wins Providence wins the primary. Helena folks can't get wiped out in Providence. If she can run competitive, maybe lose, but lose by not that much, she can make it up in other areas. If she gets decimated in Providence, it's over. McKee was counting on cleaning up with Sabina Matos, governor in Providence. Nellie, we know, has thousands of votes buried in Providence. So, so whoever that woman was that posted that, if I were a whole folks, I'd say, no, I'm not paying, no, I'm not paying attention to anything outside of Providence. Because the way Rhode Island elections are run, it begins and ends with Providence. But anyhow, the story that McKee was so upset about, the journal has an update. Governor McKee says he has no intention of replacing an ailing child advocate. So Governor McKee sought to dispel any, quote, disgusting notion This is so inside baseball that there's a child advocate named Jennifer Griffin, and her term was up. And something is up because she went out on medical leave. So the McKee people, the journal did a story saying that they were looking to replace her and looking for suggestions. The request to the governor's office, Rhode Island Bar Association, looking for any lawyers, uh, look at search committee, new advocate. And then someone said... Uh, you know, it's heartless for him to do that while that woman is on medical leave. So, all right. So they could have just said, hey, that's not what happened. And apparently McKee was going back and forth with the journal and Channel 6 as a story. He didn't like the answer he was getting. So he went, you know, but I, I think it has more to do with he is fearful of Helena folks and the Alorza um, endorsement. And again, I fully get it. If you're listening right now and you don't live in Providence, if you're listening and watching right now, you don't live in Providence, you're leaning Republican or you voted for Trump. I have a news bulletin for you. Governor McKee is not trying to get your vote. The only thing that they're trying to do right now is win the Democrat primary. I didn't say it's fair. I didn't say I agree with it. But we're just trying to deal in reality here. But. Yesterday, to me, his reaction really, to me, stemmed from he's just so upset and is starting to buckle a little bit with the fact that Helena Folks was able to get that allures or endorsement. And I know someone could easily laugh, but you don't get it. He's still the mayor. And uh, um, I, I am also saying Will Smith posted an apology for slapping Chris Rock. I'm going to play that in just a moment. <laughs> he must be really upset about it. When did that even happen? February at the Oscars? Uh, but I want to just f- finish up. So Channel 6. Now, Alana, who works for Governor McKee, she used to work at Channel 6. So they you know, agree to cover the story for her. And 
I'm not exactly sure why Channel 6 felt they had it to, you know, go so strong with Governor McKee. Probably a little out of allegiance to um, their former colleague. Um, McKee blasts false report regarding child's advocate. But what, to me, what this really shows, this is the Channel 6 story, categorically false. He was critical of a story written by the Providence Journal. Said he was insinuating he was looking to replace child advocate Jennifer Griffin. No one knows who she is. Not many people even saw the story. <clears throat> it's a drought. It's summertime. And this is what they're freaking out over? This is what he's calling the media? I so wish I could have gone, folks. But I had something planned and I couldn't get out of it yesterday. So the governor said he reached out several times to the journal to correct the article, but he didn't get the response he felt was appropriate. We did not get a satisfactory answer from the private. Well, here's the thing. Governor McGree, Governor McKee now, he's already at war with Channel 12. So now he's decided he's going to fight with the journal. Um, as I've said, I, I think this is um, this is like maybe you win the battle, but you're going to lose the war. So I think, you know, whatever it was, all they did was draw more attention to it. All they did was draw more attention to the story. And to me, that shows that he's he's cracking a little bit. I, I think so. Um. Oh, how long is this thing? Will Smith apologizes to Chris Rock. Oh, all right, now let me just play back. this. Here we go. I've reached out to Chris, um, and the, mes- the message that came back is that uh, he's not ready to talk. And when he is, he will reach out. Um, so I will, I will say to you, um, Chris, I apologize to you uh, my behavior was unacceptable and i'm here whenever you're ready to talk you know what this tells me all right so this will smith breaks the silence you know he hasn't talked the whole time i don't blame chris rock nothing to talk about nothing to talk about um this tells me that he's now running into problems with his next movie project, right? That's that's what it tells me. That he he's now finding that people don't want to, you know, don't want to do a, a deal with him. So now he's decided he needs to apologize. Good for Chris Rock for for blowing him off, folks. Right now at twelve forty, I'm going to play the machete story because it just highlights like what's what's going on right now in the city. This portion of the John DePietro show at twelve forty on this Friday is brought to you by J Perry Paving, high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, twenty years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios. They offer a free estimate for any project. It's J Perry Paving four zero one. 732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting their clients' needs, no matter how big, how small. J. Perry Paving, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway. J. Perry Paving. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on. Licensed and insured. Call them today. Free quote. Get your driveway paved. 401 401- 
732-1730. Hey, with this heat, instead of having a burn lawn, maybe put some asphalt down and have less grass. 732-1730, 401-732-1730, letter J, J. Perry Paving. You can also find them on Facebook. They do fantastic work. Folks, as always, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Friday on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Later tonight with Juan After Dark, an update on the Charlotte Lester case. Watch that story with the 15-year-old. Big investigation going on with that. Uh, the 15-year-old shot and killed in Silver Lake last Saturday night. I know the police are working very diligently on that. Uh, there's more to that story. I want you to watch how that is um, is, is going to come out. Folks, this portion of the program, visit our website, petro.com And it's brought by the Senadale Revival. Friday arrives. They're going to have live entertainment tonight, tomorrow night. Comfort, food, and cocktails. Delicious food, great drinks. You've driven past there. Pop in and see them. The Centerdale Revival, 2025 Smith Street, North Providence, and right next door is Stella Suites. Now, I'm also seeing that Channel 12 will have the first debate, and it's going to be, they've already taped it, and it's apparently the, um, <clears throat> it is the uh, Lieutenant Governor debate, Lieutenant Governor debate. And they did it already. Now, I noticed that they did not go to, um, they didn't, oh, this is interesting. They're starting to post some clips. Do they have the full thing? Oh, all right. Well, the next hour, I'll play more of it. They uh, they have the full debate of Sabina Matos, Cynthia Mendez, and Deborah Giro. The biggest clash, did you do enough on the Equality and Abortion Coverage Act? That's the biggest Thing. Let me hear just a clip of, I can't stand Sabina Matos. I am voting in this, uh, by the way. Let me, um, Tim White. So they did it at Channel 12. It, it looks was good. Crucial, a crucial election that was going to determine what was going to be the future of the, of this, of the uh, court, of the Supreme Court. I was working really hard to make sure that we were electing candidates that were going to have protection, that were going to be protecting women's rights. So what we do is important in every aspect of our life, not just when we decide to run for a higher office. Ms. Vajira. Thank you. Yes, I will not equivocate on this. This is such a very important issue, and I totally supported it, did what I could do to make this happen, and I'm very proud of co-sponsoring Rhode Island's Reproductive Privacy Act. Did you vote for it to be held for further study? Did you vote for the Equality and Abortion Care Act to vote for further study, or did you vote for it to come to the floor? I wanted it to to come to the floor. But how did you and vote? And what how I did you vote in that, is that, in that what, what I believe as a lieutenant governor. It came to your committee. How did you as vote? As a lieutenant governor, wow. I would make sure it's in the budget. I think we deserve and to know how you would something. vote with the power you have now. With the power you How did you, I, how did you I, vote in the finance committee? Wow. On the I and voted Care. to make sure that it comes to the floor. I wanted it was to come to the floor. It was unanimously passed and to hold for further study. No one voted against it. All right. Let me just finish what I wanted to say, which is regardless against it. Let me just finish what I wanted to say, which is, regardless of that bill, the, the whole of the study, let's be clear, is about hearing the, the bill. 
and then it comes back for a vote. It never came it back for a vote. My, my point is, as a lieutenant governor, I will ensure that it is in the budget because it needs to be in the budget or it certainly needs to be a standalone bill that we can, act, that we can, can vote. I firmly can believe I, we're only accountable to the power we I have right now. That? And um, my opponents both had power to make this oh, move and didn't. Ms. Matos, we'll give but you a final word here. Both of my opponents have been elected to do a job inside, inside the this, state this house to advocate with their colleagues to pass legislation. That's what I did when I was in the legislative body of the city of Providence. That's the job. It's not easy, but you have to work within the chamber. Do you believe you she's the lieutenant governor? To go into the building and work with the people in the building to accomplish uh, the things that are important well, to the state of Rhode Island. can't even understand that. Women. I agree. All right, we're going to move on. All right, I, it, here's the problem, though. That's the best part. That's the best part. That's the biggest clash. Yee. I don't know if I want to snooze through this. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I want to make have you guys snooze through it. Three women. I like Matos though, struggling with that. She's just weak. That's Cynthia Mendez. I, I kind of like her going after Deborah Giro. She's the one running with Matt Brown, co-op collaborative. All right, so at least Channel 12. They have their first debate. Boy, their set looks good. And, um, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're not at the PPAC or anything, I notice. They um, did it as part of their Sunday morning show. So there's Deborah Giro. Here's Matos. You need development and you need the resources and you need the incentives in order to create those developments. Those developments are the ones that are going to motivate other developments that are going to happen within the community. I have seen that happen in, in my community that I've represented in Oneville. You can see the difference that had happened within um, those 10 years in which I've represented the community. Ah. This is part of what is needed in order to incentivize the economy. Mr. Yeah, so Jerry, you're a clear contrast uh, between your two opponents there on this mm -hmm. issue. If you had been the governor and you were facing that vote, whether to break the tie and let it go forward or let the deal tie, oh, okay. how would you have voted? Well, without having all of the information. Oh, let me hear that. This is on the soccer stadium. All right, I like this. This is the lieutenant governor debate <clears throat> on the soccer stadium. Matos has no idea what she's talking about. I can't say exactly how one would vote. I can say that Pawtucket truly needs to be. Oh, here we go. Here we go. A economic, a vibrant, right, a vibrant destination. And soccer is move that uh, project forward. He says it's vital uh, for <coughs> this is on the I want to start theory. with you on this question. <laughs> you and your running mate, Matt Brown, have been critical of uh, this plan and giving this money to the developer fortuitous for them well, to build it. You represent here. part of Pawtucket currently in the state Senate. Why aren't you listening to Mayor Grebian and other city leaders who say this is vital for the city? Yeah, because I spend time listening to people in Pawtucket. And we are really tired of a long history of big giveaways, big tax giveaways. She's right. Hard working yep. tax dollars yes. from our working class people going to luxury developers. That's right. We're really tired of it, and they should She's be able wrong. to present a plan that is sustainable and not built on the backs of working class people. So we are happy to see a development go up. They're going to be able to have to stand on their own two feet, and we're really, really tired of watching corporations taking big tax giveaways while working class people are often left Why holding the bag. We've seen million. it before. It's uh, 38 studios all over again. We need to stop giving these big tax giveaways because Listen they are not helpful to people. What would be helpful is if we start this taxing the rich. 
if we start making sure they pay their fair share instead of um, taxing the middle class and then giving their money to luxury developers at every turn. And those same luxury developers happen to donate to campaigns. And it's not accidental that these deals happen um, when they are well-funding campaigns that um, greenlight these deals. State it's Senator problematic. We need to get Providence. money out of politics and we need to stop these giveaways. You've been a strong supporter of this deal, as of course the McKee administration. What do you say to that criticism that, that the taxpayers should I, not I, be having to put this level of money into what is in the end a private development? I have been a strong advocate for the stadium to be built in Pawtucket. Pawtucket already lost the Potsdam, and right now we start there being so successful. It has one of the best attendance for a AAA team in um, in, in uh, for baseball. We what? lost that opportunity. We lost Pawtucket. Lost that opportunity. This stadium means that this is an economic development that's going to increase the economic. Um, power within the Pawtucket um, in the downtown area. What? Pawtucket ne need this project to happen. That's why I was so vocal about it. supporting the project. And I'm glad that the governor um, voted to break the tide in support of Pawtucket and She's the Pawtucket Before I go to Ms. Ruggiero, what do you say to the criticism that these builders are giving campaign sentence. contributions to the same governor who cast the tie-breaking vote for their development? I think that that's, uh, that's not a, the right statement. I can tell you based on my experience working as a municipal leader. Hold on. I want to hear that question again. Can we hear that question again? You need development and you need the need the Cast the tie-breaking. There we go. About supporting the project. And I'm glad that the governor um, voted to break the tide in support of Pawtucket and the Pawtucket community. Before I go to Ms. Ruggiero, what do you say to the criticism that these developers are giving campaign contributions yes. to the same governor who cast the tie-breaking vote yes. for their development? Total conflict of I interest. I think that that's, uh, that's not a, the right statement. I can tell you based on my experience yeah, working as a municipal leader, working as the uh, president of the Providence City Council, you need development and you need the resources and you need the incentive in order to create those developments. Those developments are the ones that are going to motivate other developments that are going to happen within the community. I have seen that happen in, in my community that I've represented in Oneville. You can see the difference that had happened within Most uh, those 10 years in which I represented the community. This is part of what is needed in order to incentivize, incentivize the economy. Of our money. You're, you're a clear contrast uh, between your two opponents there on this issue. Our money. You had been the governor and you were Water facing that vote, whether to break the tie and let it go forward or let the no. deal die. How would Absolutely you Absolutely not. Well, without having all no. the information, I can't say exactly uh. how one would vote. I can say that Pawtucket truly needs to be a economic, a vibrant destination. And soccer is pretty popular. Um, I'm very big on oversight, so I believe that there's a lot more that has to be done. And this deal, this is just a very first step and what's going to be a long process. One of the things I like, three things I like about the deal that I understand. One, for taxpayers, there will not be any state money used for cost overruns. Also, no upfront money, as we saw in 38 Studios. Most important, this soccer team has to stay in Rhode Island for 30 years. Why does that matter? Well, look what happened in St. Louis. We had the Rams, you know, they built a stadium there and the Rams left after five years and they're still paying for that stadium. So again, I get back to oversight. A lot has to be said and done around this deal, so there's more to come out. And it needs to be more than just a stadium. We have to look at not only the jobs that it will create, but where is the housing. We need to have that river walk. It has to be an entire economic package that will be good for it's the not. city of Pawtucket, but also for the state of Rhode it's Island. It's all a myth. As many 30 seconds you hear, it sounds like you're outnumbered on this uh, panel about whether it's a good idea or a bad idea. What do you say to the positives you just heard? I 
absolutely think that we need a vibrant Pawtucket, um, but I think the companies that come in and develop there should be able to have a sustainable yes, business plan I agree with without her. using workers' money, taxpayer yes. money. And, um, and I don't think they need to be incentivized no. by the same people that they're donating to. 60 million. Right, we're going to do a rapid fire. I'm sorry. I just wanted to add, this development is going to um, be adding also housing and affordable housing to the Pawtucket area. Whoa. So this is important development that Pawtucket needs right now. This, and it's going to help us alleviate the challenges speech. that we have right now with housing and being too or expensive. To and that's why the oversight's critical, because a lot of the public financing is going to a stadium, Absolutely and it does need to be not. more than just a stadium. But it has million to be of our money? Package. How can it's we trust oversight from an administration that is taking money from the developers? Good it's a question. conflict of interest. It is the reason why people don't trust that's politicians, right. is because on one hand they're making a deal, and on another hand they are taking money She's from the right. same people creating the deal. Oversight is important. Integrity is important and that's not the way we get it. Ms. Wow. Matos, final 15 seconds. I have to say that this administration, we're doing the best we can to protect the resources of the state of Rhode Island. We're working really hard and advocating for the taxpayer of the state of Rhode Island, making sure that every resource that we can allocate for affordable housing is being dedicated for affordable housing. We're going to move on now because we have to cover affordable housing. It's is, a blanking uh, soccer half hour long, So we're going to do a rapid fire section to get through some I topics quickly. Guy. I'm looking for a one or two word answer to, to each of these everything. questions. I'll start left to right. Ms. Rodero, do you support or oppose a state ban on assault style uh, weapons like the AR-15? Yep, I support common support. sense gun laws. Ms. Matos? Support. Yes, I do. And Ms. Mendes? Absolutely. Uh, Ms. Mendes, should Rhode Island switch to a combined ticket for governor and lieutenant governor like in Massachusetts or remain split? Absolutely. That's why I'm running with Matt Brown for governor. That's what I figured. Ms. Matos? Yes, I hope that right now, unfortunately, separate, but I hope that the uh, taxpayers decide okay, to change that's it. that's a yes of Ms. Ruggiero? It depends on what the voters decide. It's not up to one You don't person. have a stand on that? Uh, if, What's your opinion? If the voters agree that we run as a ticket, I'm absolutely fine with that. Oh my God. Uh, Ms. Ruggiero, we'll stick with you. Do you support or oppose a constitutional amendment for public education? Yes. I believe it's important every child should have a good public education Close regardless the public of their zip code. Support yes. or oppose a constitutional amendment? Yes. Ms. Matos? Yes, I do. We have seen in Massachusetts they have an, an Ms. Mendes? I ran on it in 2020. I'm running on it now. We should have had it a long time ago. Ms. Matos, we'll uh, start with you. A letter grade for Governor McKee's job performance. I don't believe we should be given a, a, a grade. I'm not a professor, but I believe I'm working with the Governor McKee, and we're doing a good work. I think he's doing the best job. Your running mate might not be happy you're not giving him a grade. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I, I never give grades, so it's okay. not because, uh. but I think he's doing an excellent job. Ms. Mendes, would you like to give a grade? Um, it's not passing. It's not passing, right, <laughs> Mr. Giro. Well, I have been an adjunct professor at Emerson College and at Providence College, and uh, the jury, the, the class is not over yet, so uh, no grades are being issued until the final end okay. of the semester. Final, final question to all of you. Uh, Mr. Giro, we'll start with you. When should the state takeover of Providence schools end? Well, it right. should I'll have more of this next hour. Folks, there is something, folks, good afternoon, by the way, 1256. You're listening to John DePietro show. You know, I'm just seeing this on um, social media. This is uh, whew, this is pretty wild. What I'm seeing right now. Who is he? Is a Politico congressional reporter? Chinese state media suggests forcibly dispelling Nancy Pelosi's plane, including firing warning shots and making tactical movement of obstruction. If ineffective, shoot them down. Chinese state media 
If U.S. fighter jets escort Pelosi's plane into Taiwan, it's an invasion. The PLA has the right to forcibly dispel Pelosi's plane and the U.S. fighter jets, including firing warning shots and making tactical movement of obstruction. If ineffective, shoot them down. And this is all because House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's plans to depart for a tour of Asia today, though whether she'll make a high-stakes stop in Taiwan remains uncertain. Wow. That is amazing. Woo. Yeah, like the Biden people need this. Holy cow. Imagine that happens. I'm sure they're thrilled about this. He said, I asked Pelosi twice about the president telling Biden, those who play with fire will get burned. Regarding the one China policy in Taiwan, she ignored the first one. She laughed, smiled at the second one. Diplomatic sources tell me Speaker Pelosi's visit to Taiwan is expected to happen in the early part. Pelosi's office says the trip is possible, but not confirmed. Wow. That is a story worth watching. My goodness. Again, it's as if the Biden people need this happening. All right, that is something we're going to watch. Whoa. With U.S. fighter jets? Hmm. Well, things seem to have calmed down with Ukraine, so maybe we're going into that. Um, folks, good afternoon. It's uh, 1259. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program brought to you by Propane Plus. Call Propane Plus today for all your propane needs in Rhode Island. Call them at 401-885-4209. You use propane, heating, or cooling? Call Propane Plus, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508 508- Two five two thirty three fifty nine. Always online at propaneplus.com. Next hour is radio only. Um, radio only. I will play the machete story, uh, and we will be doing one after dark later. So you can either listen AM thirteen eighty or ninety nine point nine FM. We're going to follow this Pelosi story if uh, the Chinese military shoot her down out of the air. Next hour, radio only or AM thirteen eighty ninety nine point nine FM. Folks, we're going to break right now, get an update, much more to come after the one o'clock news.